Welcome to the Be Body Empowered podcast. I am your host and functional nutrition and lifestyle practitioner, Jessica Vargas. This podcast was inspired by a passion to empower highly ambitious women in realizing their full potential to step into a powerful and thriving lifestyle through mastering their own health. It is my intention with each episode to educate and inspire you to take bite-sized steps to improve your well-being, reverse chronic illness, and create self-advocacy one body system at a time. When a woman feels good in and about her body, her potential is limitless and the ripple effects expand beyond imagination. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a special guest. It's Tasha from Wellness Homemade, creator of Informed Eating Academy. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. How are you? I'm excited to have you. You're my first guest on the podcast. Yay. I'm excited. (laughs) I got my big girl panties on. (laughs) It's going to be fun. It's going to be so much fun. All right, people, I know this is a an inaugural episode. I uh, Tosh and I have known each other for years and years and years. Um, we can go way back, but I think I'll give you the the quick minute story. She used to work at a um a preschool daycare, and my child went there, and that's literally how we met, probably like ten years ago. Um, so it's just actually saying that out loud is kind of funny that it's been that long, right? Yeah. It's been a long time. Very long time. So, um, you know, we've we've seen each other grow in life and in business. And she's, you know, my business, one of my business besties, if you will. I usually go to her to complain when something's not going my way. Um, and she's there to hold me and show me the truth like a good friend does. Um, and so I asked her to come onto the podcast and talk about what she talks about the best in my opinion on all over the the internet um so i'll let her give you a quick update of who she is and how she got here and um kind of her passion behind her page and and her beliefs and then we can dive into what we wanted to talk about today yeah yeah i yeah so it's true we met at you know preschool several several years ago which is you know at the beginning of my journey. My journey really started a few years prior to that with gestational diabetes, but being in the preschool world, I did see the difference in kids that came with, you know, good, wholesome meals. And I saw the difference with kids that came with not so good, wholesome meals. Like maybe they were sick more often, maybe their, you know, days were a little bit harder. And so it kind of then propelled some different things into my journey, um, with health and wellness and was kind of, the starting point of, um, the next step of my journey. So yeah, that's um, gotta be hard. That's gotta be hard. I remember watching like as a younger parent, I probably didn't notice it, but I would say a few years ago, I started noticing too, when kids are being fed like goldfish, right. And Mm -hmm. expect to be able to concentrate after lunch if they're eating, you know, like all carbs in their lunch box. Right. And yeah. No wonder why they're acting out. <laughs> yeah. It's like pancakes and syrup and fruit. And I'm like, uh, you know, it's like, this is all sugar and this is why they have such a hard day. Or maybe they need an early nap when their friends that are the same age don't really need that same early nap anymore because maybe they're eating a little bit differently. They have sausage and 
eggs yeah. and maybe a little bit of fruit instead. I love it. So what sparked you to get into being a health coach, a nutrition coach? Um, honestly, people were always asking me for help when I worked at the preschool, I had, um, worked through an entire pregnancy. I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes at six weeks gestation. I was told I would never get through that pregnancy without insulin. I did. Um, and then after my pregnancy, I was able to, you know, kind of get back to things, get fit. Um, we did have like a little bit of a hiccup where we had some joint pains and things like that. And we started to make changes. My, my husband had had stomach issues. We were able to work through those. And so it was just, it kind of progressed. And then people started asking for help and it was like, okay, well, maybe it's time to something here, (laughs) change gears a little bit. And so I changed gears. And what really led me to label reading as kind of my main thing is I had a client say, but I just need the why and the how, how do you know that this boxed whatever is not good necessarily? And how do you know that this one is better? Teach me. And that literally led me to my label reading workshop. Like it was that one client. I remember when you started that workshop years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Doing it live for a while. And I remember you moved it into a digital course, but it was just that, right? You just wanted to teach basic label, you know, what should you be looking for? Why should you be looking for it? Uh, yeah. That's how things evolve. Mm-hmm. It was, it was literally just that, it, you know, think the light goes on sometimes and the light went on and I was like, okay, this is, this is yeah. important. So you notice, and we'll get into the details, but you notice when you guys started, you and Michael, your husband started making those changes just by focusing on what was listed right? Mm -hmm. Obviously whole foods, we're both nutritionists. So it's funny because I feel like when, when you talk about not you, but anybody talks about labels, it's like a free pass to just eat box food and it's not, but Mm -hmm. it's also not real to be able to not ever eat something out of a box either. Right. 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 Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's that, you know, there's always a context around why we talk about these things, Um, Yeah, real life, right? So Mm -hmm. you noticed a lot of changes physically. You weren't, you didn't have to get on insulin. His stomach issues were getting better just simply by being more cognizant on Mm -hmm. the label. Insane, insane, right? Well, and just noticing when you do start looking, you're like, what the heck is all this stuff? I didn't know this was in here, you know? And then you're like, well, what is this stuff? You know, it's just, that part's insane though, right? And it feels a little bit like we've been duped. Like I remember mm-hmm. when I started reading labels and it's like, of course we should be taking responsibility for what we're eating, but there was this level of trust that mm-hmm. we're putting in food manufacturers, right? Where we're like, why would they do, nobody would do this to us. Yeah. And that's a whole other episode. Yeah. <laughs> that, we could talk about that all day. Yeah. Big food, a whole other episode. Yeah. Um. Okay, great. So you know, this makes sense, right? Because a lot of our clients coming to us and Tasha and I both obviously see clients one-on-one, but a lot of women that are coming to us are struggling with similar issues, right? Maybe not just necessarily gestational diabetes. Although in my practice, I tend to work with women with pre-diabetes, inflammatory issues, stomach Mm -hmm. issues, blood sugar issues, uh, maybe things coming from a skin perspective, rashes, acne, uh, autoimmune thyroid thyroid issues, um, anything really under the sun that's chronic, 
right? And in modern day, the Dr. Mark Hyman's of the world are doing a really good job, in my opinion, creating awareness over kind of the big picture of issues happening in America, right? Um, and, and in Canada, I have a lot of Canadian clients too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it's very um, obvious the top issues, at least from what social media talks about, and, and even I talk about in my practice are sugar, obviously, like refined sugar. Uh-huh. Gluten. I know gluten's a big controversial topic out there. Again, another episode, and I have episodes about gluten if you really want to dive in. Uh-huh. Um, dairy, right? Yep. Those three are like most people have an idea. Whether or not they cut it out is a separate issue, but they have the idea that, okay, if I cut down my sugar, if I cut down gluten, if I cut down dairy, I should be able to feel better. Yeah. And I definitely have had clients walk through my virtual doors and say, Jess, I've cut out gluten before I've cut out dairy before. And maybe yeah, I felt better, but I didn't feel a hundred percent better. Mm-hmm. Why? And, and we can go over, you know, did you cut it out for a day? Did you cut it out? Yeah. For a week? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, how long, of a, how, how big of a chance did you give it? Right. And my, I have a reel on Instagram. That's like eating a little bit of gluten is like being a little bit pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so that aside, let's say people have cut it out, right? They've literally, it's not in their diet. They're diligent, they're committed, but their results still aren't where they thought they would be. And, mm-hmm. and this is where I find Tosh really shines as a human being because she's spent years investigating ingredients. What are people missing? Why aren't they feeling as best as they could, Tosh? What are people missing? So when you talk about like the gluten and the dairy situation, right? So in dairy, a lot of times, or non-dairy, actually, a lot of people, clients will come to me or followers will come to me and they'll say, well, I cut out dairy. And it's like, okay, well, what are you, what product are you using, right? And so then the product that they're using has maybe um, inflammatory oils. It has gums. Um, it could have added sugar and they have no idea. They have no idea that the gums might still be affecting their gut. They have no idea that, you know, the inflammatory oils might still be affecting their gut in the same way with gluten, right? You remove the gluten. Okay. But what ingredients did they have to add? What are they using? Are they using a lot of gluten has, you know, the gums for sure. Right. Because they have to Keep it together somehow. Keep it together, yeah. <laughs> and it's not that you can never have them, right? So it's like, okay, maybe the gluten-free bread is the choice, right? But is it in your crackers? It is. Is it in your creamer? Is it in your, you know, ice cream? Is it in your everything? I mean, it gums, inflammatory oils, sugars, and um, artificial sweeteners—they're in everything. everything. And so it's like, well you are still having issues because you're actually still consuming inflammatory ingredients. So while dairy can be inflammatory, your non-dairy milk might be inflammatory too, because you're consuming gums and inflammatory oils. Well, I even see, and it makes sense because logically I know this to be true for me too, is when we think we're doing the healthier option, we almost gives our, give ourselves a free pass to have more of it right. or more often in the diet. When I would say back in the, like the stone age, right. When you're having something like ice cream or a cookie, it's real ingredients. It's real sugar. It's mm-hmm. real butter, right. It's yeah. the most decadent thing you've ever had. It's fatty. 
it's fatty, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And and it's a sugar bomb and it's definitely going to spike your blood sugar, but mm-hmm. it's so real. A, your body knows what to do with it. Yeah. Right. Even if you spike your blood sugar and B, it's so good that you don't need a lot of it. Right. right? And you right. know that it's a quote unquote treat. We might get the treat police on us, the, you know, the, uh, what am I? The uh, intuitive eating police coming at I know, us. I know. It's, a yeah. treat. it's a diet. But you can't eat intuitively if you don't know what you're eating, no. right? You can't right. eat intuitively if you don't know what the back of a label looks like, right? So, and to what you're saying, right? You can have those things, but are you looking at the serving size? Mm-hmm. Or are you just eating out of the pint of ice cream? So like you said, are you, this is healthy ice cream. I'm going to eat the entire pint when actually the pint is three servings. And so you're eating triple the amount of what you think you're eating because you're not paying attention. Well, and you have these brands like Halo Top. They're like, eat the whole thing. Yeah. And they actually promote for you to eat the whole thing. So when you go back to eating Ben and Jerry's or, you know, like Strauss, which I love, I know you love, right? Go, oh, I'm just going to, you're so used to eating the whole thing. You eat the whole thing. Yeah. And so there's this juxtaposition where, and and I, in my practice, try to preach this, but it's hard because our clients aren't just talking to us. They're reading Instagram, they're reading posts, right? There's a lot of input that everyone's getting all at once, but there's moments where it's better to have the whole real food, right? Like sourdough bread made at home. Yes, there's gluten in it, right? Yeah. Yep. There's like three ingredients in it, yeah. right? Water, yeah. yeast, and flour yeah <laughs> right there's like yeah, salt yeah salt yes yeah, salt yeah and yep. this is like uh and I love canyon bakehouse bread right but it's read the back of it you can't mm-hmm. get away from all the excess stuff and mm-hmm. yes celiac aside sometimes a whole food with whole milk dairy organic is better than trying to live this organic or this dairy-free life or this gluten-free mm-hmm. life if you are still having issues. And I have to contextualize all of this because again, people hear things, they go free pass. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. It's true. It's like, it's like the, I ate this ice cream because it's a healthier option. And it's like, well, it's a healthier option. Why? Because the front of the package says so, or is it actually real food? Right. So like you get halo top, but that's just a bunch of different chemicals basically and sugar different sugars, right? I'm sure it has dextrose. I haven't read the back of a halo top in forever, but I'm sure it has, you know, those fake sugars and, you know, artificial sweeteners and all kinds of different ingredients. So are you just eating ingredients that are basically, you know, not giving you calories or fat, but it's just giving you sugar? Yeah. I remember I used to be a, a, um, Walden farms, halo top, Walden of, farms. Oh God. I, I was in the, the, I was in the bodybuilding scene years ago. Yeah. Right? And so sugar-free barbecue sauce, sugar-free ice cream, sugar-free, and it never hit the same, right. Mm-hmm. As the real stuff. So you ended up eating more of it. And yeah, this was before I, I had ulcerative colitis. Right. And so like it, it just all makes sense. You yep. know, how did I get here eating so healthy? Yeah. For so many years. And I think this is what a lot of people are feeling is that sure, there's the the people out there that are are definitely eating Twinkies and definitely going through the fast food drive through more often, right? But then there's a huge group of people that are conscious about trying mm-hmm. to get here. They're trying to be conscious. And you see them reading a label and I just wanna I'm like, what are you looking for? Let me help you. Like, leave them alone, touch. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, are you just looking at the fat? Like, do you even know? Have you looked at anything else? 
because nobody talks about this. The label is purely there to cover big, big foods ass. And that's it. Right. It's really not there to be helpful. And now I, it's a blanket statement. I know that there's food manufacturers out there that are trying to be helpful, but it's usually the mom and pops, right. That don't have the front shelf um, display. Totally. So just so that we can make this clear to people, we're not saying dairy-free, gluten-free, refined sugar-free is wrong. What we're saying is that's in my, I do have a strong opinion that gluten and dairy are a big problem for us. Mostly the conventionally raised stuff, uh, glyphosate sprayed, non-organic stuff, right? Also just due to the science of what the proteins in these foods do to our gut. Mm -hmm. But what I, I think we're saying and, and I what I want our listeners to really take away from this episode is understanding what you're eating if it's coming from a box. And although it feels like we almost like can't eat anything these days, that's mm-hmm. BS because there's a lot of whole foods out there. It's not that once you get over your pity party and yeah. crying about what you can't eat, yeah. then, and then you calm down and start reading your label, it's the inflammatory oils, right? It's that just give us those top, top few Tosh that you want people to be more cognizant of if they are choosing processed food, what would those be? I would say inflammatory oils, gums, artificial sweeteners, and then dyes. Um, I feel like a lot of companies are getting rid of the dyes because there is so much press on that. There's a, yeah, there's pressure. There's a lot of pressure. So I think we're going to start seeing those things on, I think we're going to start seeing dyes kind of fall off of most things, but it's the inflammatory oils, uh, the gums and the artificial sweeteners. Like I would rather, and without anybody taking this the wrong way, I would rather see my client just have the regular sugar, pair it properly. You know, you talk about this all the time Mm -hmm. and feel better than use some of those gut disrupting, um, artificial sweeteners. Because if you think about it, the gums are, are gut disrupting, the artificial sweeteners are gut disrupting. The oils are gut disrupting. You're just disrupting your gut. So in which oils, I feel like we say inflammatory oils and without a doubt, people go, which ones, even though it's, you know, we keep saying which ones, but say it again, which ones are you seeing the most? Let's see if I can name them. Oh, I always get stumped up on my own thing. So uh, vegetable oil, canola oil, canola oil, soybean oil, safflower oil, um, cottonseed oil, rapeseed oil. There's one more. I don't know. That sounds pretty good though. I think I like the- there's usually seven and I can't think of what sunflower. Did you say that one? And sunflower oil. Yes. Okay. I did not. I said safflower. I didn't say sunflower. So yeah. yeah. Oh, palm oil. That's oh, the- palm oil is another one, which a lot of people think is so healthy, but what they don't understand is that palm oil is only healthy at the source and we are nowhere near most of us. I mean, it's I don't know anybody. Shelf. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, the heating up of the palm oil is actually, you know, horrible for it. There was a study in 2021 that came out and said that it doesn't cause cancer, but it can help tumors grow basically. That's great. Yeah. So TNF alpha, that's yeah. Big problem. Yeah. And palm oil, I find are a lot in peanut butters and nut butters, right? Like they're, if you're trying not to get the non-stir version. So just a quick tip. If you get the peanut butter or almond butter that has no oils, just turn it upside down. 
you could use Tasha's method too, which I you go to her Instagram and see it. I think you use like a stand mixer or something. I do a hand mixer, but some people have lost their hand. If you lose your hand, you're going to be cleaning up a mess. Don't do that. Yeah. Glass everywhere. Peanut butter everywhere. You probably would have wished you bought the stir, the no stir at that point. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and palm oil is used a lot in Trader Joe's stuff too. That's right. I don't think really fortunate. Yeah. yeah. It's not near my house. That's why I don't shop there though. It's convenient. Yeah. I mean, it's not convenient for us to go there either, but a lot of people go there because they think it's healthier. Yeah. But then again, they have all those ingredients, the inflammatory oils, a lot of dextrose, maltodextrin, all of those things. And it's like, well, it's not necessarily a healthier option. It's just marketed differently. Yes. Oh my God. We could go on. I know. For, I know. We'll have to do another parter. I'll have to bring Tosh back on the podcast to talk yeah. about all this because there's so much more juiciness here. So before we kind of close things out, I want to give our listeners a chance to know how do they learn more about labels? What can you offer them so that they could become more professional experts when it comes to reading labels? Um, well, I mean, I have my label reading workshop, um, which is really helpful no matter who you're working with. Like, even if you're working with Jess or you're working, you know, with anybody, even if you're a health professional yourself and you're looking to just become a little bit more informed so that you can make more informed choices, there's my label reading workshop. I talk about it all the time on my, you know, Instagram. I have a blog. I have wellnesshomemade.org. Um, so a lot of options. Um, but my biggest thing if you are not ready to commit to doing that is stop paying attention to the front of a label read the back of the label start getting curious about the ingredients on the back of your food label like what is this what am i putting in my body you'll be surprised it just helps you make a better choice when you start looking at it without feeling guilty or like you're restricting it's like i actually don't want those things right. so it's and it's funny because it really, you don't have to burn the house down. I use this a lot with my clients. You don't have to burn yeah. the house down to get healthier, yeah. right? It's one thing at a time. So I love, and Tosh does this in her, I've done her label reading workshop. It's fantastic. And I will link it in the show notes, but um, she, you know, talks about one thing at a time, right? And if yeah. there's something that you like is always in the house, like you always buy chips or you always buy ice cream or you always buy, you know, something prepackaged bread right? Could you take one of those items, not, not all of them, one of them and make a better choice the next time you go to the grocery store, the next time you need to replenish your stores, right? So unless you're like some people I know that need to burn the house down because that's the only way they can control themselves, know thyself always. Yeah. But if you're overwhelmed, take one thing and can you improve it? And how you can learn how to improve it is by talking, looking at those oils, the gums, the added sugars, right? Um, yeah. And then if you need more help, uh, Tasha's label reading workshop is fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's really helpful. And you know what, let me just say too, that even my family is not perfect. We eat ice cream every Friday for sure. It's a non-negotiable and we don't eat it just once a week because we have to, it's because I'm making an informed choice. I'm going to eat it once a week. We also have Annie's macaroni and cheese in the house. Like we are not perfect. Do my kids eat it every day? Absolutely not. They eat it maybe once every six weeks, six to eight weeks, maybe. It's usually when mom and dad are home, we're out on a date night and we just didn't get around to dinner, right? So it's like they're teenagers. So it's all about making that informed choice, but being able to, you know, make the best choice for you and where you're at in that time of your life. 
Love it. And that is literally Tasha's MO. It's not about perfection. It's not about shaming. It's truly about being informed because I love wine and I drink wine and I don't feel the greatest the next day, but it's also a way to kind of stop beating yourself up and start going, okay, what did I do? Yeah. Cause this be more empowered Mm -hmm. about like, what did you do so that you could make a better, more informed, empowered decision? Yeah. Without, yeah. without the rat hole beating yourself up screw it all I've ruined myself I might as well eat all the ice cream and drink all the bottles of wine been there Haven't yep. Done well, but... <laughs> yep we all have we all right. have that's how we became this way right yeah, totally you, feel good, you don't want to make those choices again no and sometimes you do and you're like yeah okay I didn't like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe not again so not again. Not for a while anyways <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. And she will be back, friends. She will be back. We will be back together for sure. I love it. Take care. Okay, bye.